You're listening to Caribou and Crafter, the English home of Alsvenskan analysis. Each week, we'll cover the league's top players and statistics, helping guide you to Alsvenskan fantasy glory. Svenskan game week three has come and gone 66 points for myself. Not too bad a game week, could have been a lot worse. A small green arrow, really difficult to complain. I mean, the highlights of the week, Adam Stahl came in with a 13-pointer. That's lovely to see me finally getting some attacking points from him. Nice little touch to the Mialbi double clean sheet. Person, early substitution, blocked his bonus point returns. Little bit frustrating, but to have that clean sheet secured is never something I can complain about. Nice to see both the strikers scoring. Triore and Johansson both got a goal for their sides. Frustrating. Bernhardson has to be talked about. Yeah. I mean, last week he was my number one player to be targeting for the week. He was my second favorite captain for the round. So, of course, didn't trust myself enough and didn't end up bringing him in. A hat-trick assist, 22 points is just unreal from him. Johan Larsson, my captain, 10-pointer. Very difficult to complain at, especially relative to the luck you've been having this week. <laughs> yeah, 49 points. I mean, like the thing is, I look at my team and I don't really see too much wrong with it. This is the this is the problem. Um, Uckles just seems like a bust after yeah. backing him earlier on this season. 5-0 win. And he wasn't even involved when he played 37 minutes. Didn't do anything. One point. Also, my captain, Jagordan, centre forward Edvardson, didn't come off the bench inexplicably. I don't. Yeah, completely. I don't understand. Um, that's really weird. They lost 2 0 at Halmstad. They were down 2 0 for a, a long enough time for them to think probably need to bring Kai on. Didn't bother. I don't. Re- yeah, I'm, it was. I'm flabbergasted. Really, I really don't. I really don't understand. A handful of really bizarre tactical decisions from Jurgarden, like to change the attackers, having had a poor start. Okay, but the substitutions just didn't make any sense at all to me. Yeah. Like to be two 0 down against Halmstad, have Edvardsson on the bench, yet bring on Bergstrom, Vikheim obviously makes sense. Bergvall, yeah. Sabovic, and just leave Edvardsson there. To me, it seems like something must be wrong that we don't know. Yeah. But it does just seem all in all a bit very, of a very bizarre weird. decision. And my vice captain, Lazard and Larson at Herken. I mean, I bring him in, fancy him for this game week, and Herken lose three one at home to Kalmar. It just it really does feel like there's some sort of entity out there that's just watching what I do in our Svenskan <laughs> and going, Right, he's done that, therefore I'm gonna make this happen. It's yeah, mental. So I got four points from a captain in total. And the kicker is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Serious midfielder Jamie Roche on my bench with eight points. Firmly rooted to the bench because he was my second bench player. So I don't even get his eight points for his goal. Just <laughs> frustrating mental. all around. Yeah. yeah. Al Svenskan tends to do that to you. It drives you a little bit mad. The likes of Hamster beating Jurgard and Stockholm beating Hammerby, not only 
looking like the better team, but just just nothing from Hammerby whatsoever, which we yeah. really didn't expect. Lots of strange results this week, but it's just onwards and upwards from here. Looking back at game week three a little bit more, always remember to go over to our Instagram, caribou underscore and underscore crefter. Check out our players of the match day for each of the days of the Alsvenskan weekend. Plenty of lovely stats to get your teeth into. So to recap the shooting statistics from the first couple game weeks, look at the players with the greatest goal threat so far. No surprise, Kisa Talin and Vukievic still lead the way for shots overall with 13 each. Bernhardson jumps up the ranks after his hat-trick. He took five shots in that game. Benny Traore, Anders Christensen and Oscar Pettersson have also joined Victor Lind on double figures for shots this season. Bernhardson, four of these five shots on target in game week three, jumps to first overall for shots on target now on seven for the season. Triore clear in second with six shots on target himself. Sigurdsson, Kisa Talin, Rajovic all join Findel on five shots on target for the season. This being Findel, who hasn't registered a shot on target still since game week one. Yeah. All five coming in that one game. So anyone who jumped on him, it makes sense. But it's a long-term play. He's going to tick over. He's occasionally going to have games like this, but he's far from reliable on a week-by-week -week basis. And it's really demonstrated yeah. that not only in his point scoring, but in the statistics as well. Looking at defenders only, uh, top for shots so far this season, Adam Stahl, four shots for him in game week eight. He's now top for defenders with nine overall. Rui Modesto also took four shots in the win against Hammerby. That sees him leapfrog into second overall. Brodson, before this week, was top for shots on target with his three. He's now joined by both Staller and Modesto, so they're attacking threat undeniable, leading the way for both of those statistics. Modesto, one that we'd really, really liked in pre-season. Yeah. Neither of us have delved into him just yet, but there really is appeal there, especially on it's the attacking It's just because front. it's AIK, that's all. Yeah, it doesn't well, absolutely. It's just AIK, I don't, I don't trust them. But a 2-0 home win against Hammerby is just, it just sums our Svenskan up to me. Yeah, I mean, maybe this is a turning point for them. Maybe we can be looking at them going forwards, but I definitely want to see more of this AIK stepping onto the field rather than the one we saw in game week one and game week two before yeah. I'll be messing with any of their players. Final third passes among defenders as well. Lots of standouts here. Both Eurogarden fullbacks and both Hammerby fullbacks are joined by Victor Larsen to complete a nice top five. Lund at Herken also racking up the final third passes for this season. So lots of good options there. Five of those six players are having a double game week coming up as well. So definitely players there to be potentially stacking your sides with if you're looking at attacking those games and playing chips. Five defenders across the board. I mean, why not have all of them? There's some really, really solid picks in there. Just as long as Eurogarden can show what we know they're capable of rather than what we've been seeing so far. The clean sheets and the goals just aren't coming in the way that we thought mm -hmm. they would so far so hopefully a bit like aik hopefully we can start to see some more of them before the fixtures turn and before we would want to be jumping on those players looking at bonus points so far i mean the standout across the board has to be mentioned daniel stenson of sirius we've talked about him a little bit in weeks prior but he really is flying away at the top of the table now 
three bonus points every single week so far. Total of nine bonus points with nobody else in the league having more than six. So if you're looking for a player with a high points floor, he potentially could be your man. I mean, I don't know how often he's going to be doing this. I don't know if he's going to keep this up. But if he is, that's easy route to points in a cheap spot in midfield. Definitely one to keep an eye on. Looking at the leaders for key passes so far among defenders, Noah Persson is still number one with his 10 key passes. Lund with another two this week puts him to joint third overall with six for the season. So he's getting the final third passes. He's playing the key passes, getting up the bonus ranks. And Hairkin, obviously a strong defensive side. Absolutely one I will be getting in for the double game week. It's just a complete standout at Hairkin. And we saw some rotation in the right back spot this week at Hairkin. Totland coming in over Fredriksson. Still no room for Simon Sandberg in there. They just seem to have too many fullbacks to fit on the field at once. But yeah. if you are going to be picking from that pool of players, then Lund does seem the reliable route to start and points. Midfielder key pass leaders, Sigurdsson, no surprise, still tops the ranks. Stenson coming in just behind him. Oscar Johansson is a new one in the top of the ranks. He's now up to third with 10 key passes for the season. He was also one of the top key passers in game week three. He and Rigard of Herken both completing five key passes. Great player. Yeah, he's absolutely great player. Absolutely one that needs a look in when the fixtures and the form is there for Vornema. Pre-season literally first glance of the game his price point was just immense 6.5 yeah. million for someone who was one of the top key passers all season last year in the Allsvenskan nobody around his price point anywhere near him so definitely another one who's potentially cheap and reliable route to bonus points in the midfield yeah I mean he's one of the players that I thought would be leaving the Allsvenskan last season so I yeah. didn't expect to see him again this year but he's there in six and a half million really really not too bad not at all, not at all. And key passes among forwards, Frick and Rajovic both sit on five key passes for the season. They have two bonus points as well as Vukijevic and Zelkovic of Vonimo. Vukijevic, one who's getting the shots off and completing those key passes, another route to bonus points where goals are surely coming for him. Dejafors, obviously not a top Alsvenskan side, but a cheap route to a forward slot if you're looking for someone who's going to be providing that attacking threat. Looking at defensive actions for the season so far, well, it's one Lund to another. Looking at Lund at Nurchoping now, he joins the top three for defensive actions this season. Grozdanic, Valentin and Granath also up there on 45 or more. Game week three, Valentin has become the only player to sit on a 100% defensive bonus point record for the season, getting six out of six and also getting a goal in a 15-point haul. I mean, start. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure that's going to be happening too many times this what season. Maybe that ship yeah. has come and gone. But so far, he's been phenomenal. Great floor and clearly a decent ceiling as well, perhaps, that no one expected. Yeah. Rundberg, 4.0 of Varberg, the only defender to surpass his tally of 16 defensive actions in game week three, recording 17 himself. So cheap defender, potentially one to keep an eye on. Midfielders for defensive actions, Daniel Stenson sits in both top threes. 38 defensive actions for the season, only sits behind LaRue and Venderson. In game week three alone, Cisse, uh, 4.5 million in the Norchopping midfield. He topped midfielders for defensive actions alongside Alamari of Halmstad, both with 17 in game week three. Could potentially be a bit of a bargain at 4.5. Notice that Norchoping have some nicer fixtures coming up. So for those of us looking to wildcard around that double game week, he could be a name definitely in the mix for a spot in your midfield. 
sit him on the bench and he seems to be ticking over nicely. And as far as forwards are concerned, it's still only Alex Johansson who scored a single defensive bonus point this season. So always a little bonus to throw in there. We'll see if anyone else manages to match that anytime soon. So let's look ahead to game week four, kicking off with the key debates for the week. Starting off with one that personally I've been thinking about a lot this week. This is me putting my internal monologue, my debate that I've been having with myself on paper. And it's how we're getting to Mileta Rajovic of Kalmar. Kalmar, some absolutely superb fixtures Mm. coming up. He looks an absolute bargain at seven and a half million. For me, the only real way to him, unfortunately, is at the expense of Alex Johansson, who obviously has been fantastic so far this season. Game week four for Kalmar starts this run of nice fixtures at home to a, what has so far been a defensively strong Halmstad side. Surprising Halmstad side. Yeah, they have been very, very strong. But still, their away fixture in game week two is something that I've really had my eye on. And I'm really not liking the fact that I'm being pushed towards going without Rajovic due to Alex Johansson's form. I mean, Halmstad away from home conceded three on the road against Deja Fours in game week two. But Deja Fours are good at home. They were good at home last season. And Halmstad are just still adjusting to this league. So I'm not sure that's the best way to view it. I understand, obviously, that at home they've played 2-1-2. Unlikely result unlikely performances away they've lost to Deja Force. it feels like anything could happen in that one <laughs> I don't know it, it does. feels like that it feels like that could be a 2-1 Halmstad win or a 4-0 Kalmar win it I that is a really really difficult fixture to call in my opinion that's horrible yeah I mean that potential 4-0 for Kalmar is the one that's concerning me exactly like, right yeah it can absolutely go both ways but if we see the same Halmstad side show up that showed up in game week two then Rajovic absolutely plum option for this week. So my real debate, my real debate looking at the Mialbi fixtures is when I'm going to make this switch. The switch from Johansson to Rajovic is absolutely something I want to be doing. But whether it's best to be done now or save just one more week is something that I'm having to think about a lot. Now, what are your thoughts on this? Obviously, you've expressed your thoughts regarding Hamstead there, but what would you suggest for someone in my position? When we look at the two fixtures for this week, when we look at Johansson at Mialbi, Roman Poikana away, one of the other teams to come up this season, you would have Mialbi as favourites in that one. Absolutely. On paper, you would have Mialbi as favourites. Now, in my head, that's kind of where I am right now. <laughs> I think wait until game week four passes. I think it's a good enough fixture to hold the Mialbi forward. Rajovic does look really good. He looks a really good option. He's one that we've talked about before in earlier episodes, and he's a player that we both want to get to for sure. I think if you can bring him in without losing Johansson, that would be a nice move. Both of them this week are decent, decent options. Kalmar are solid, but I think their difference in potential for points for both forwards in game week four, I think that's too close to suggest losing one for the other. I don't think there's going to be too much disparity between the two centre-forwards in terms of their points for this week. Um, But absolutely, if you can double up on them, it is a great time to do it. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. If you do have a forward spot and the money to get to Rezovic without losing Johansson or Traore, Kisa Tallinn, if you have them, uh, then absolutely a great pick for this week. I really have landed where you're coming from there. Johansson got one of the better fixtures of the season but I'm a Poikana, obviously conceding five at the hands of Elfsborg in game week three. So 
Although we perhaps can't expect this Mialbi side to pile on the misery in the same fashion as the Elfsborg attack can, I do expect there to be goals for them there. And Absolutely. Johansson, he's played nine games the in Mialbi's shirt and he's he scored man. in eight of them. Yeah. yeah. he's He is the man who's going to be involved if they're getting among the goals. So for this week, I will be holding, but I will be watching through gritted teeth if Rajovic is going to be doing anything against Hamstead. Yeah, and the thing is, just before we move on, I am in a slightly better position than you, seeing as I have 5.6 million on the bench, so I can easily get to Rajovic without losing Johansson, for example. Okay, that could be really nice switch then. Yeah. It could be a really nice switch. Looking on to the second key debate, it's that man again. He appeared last week and he's back for more. Nahir Basara. Last week it was, can you afford to go without him? We said no. The answer for one week alone seemed to be yes, but this is the fixture we really <laughs> had in mind. Yeah. Is he the man for captaincy this week? Because my armband's currently on him and I really don't know where else I could be putting it. How are you feeling as someone without him? I mean, I'm never going to feel great not owning Pissarra. (laughs) I don't think anyone is. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Um, But I mean, Captain Obvious, what is obvious right now in this league is that there is a lot of uncertainty. Now, Bazzara yes. is one of the standout captaincy choices for this week, undoubtedly. It's a comfortable home fixture for Hammerby to bounce back from a disappointing 2-0 away loss to a disappointing AIK side. But yeah. for me, Kisitalin seems the obvious captaincy pick. He can't stop scoring. And even though Malmo aren't scoring loads, they have won three out of three and conceded just once. They're resilient, they're strong, they're tough, and they're, and they're getting the job done. He is yeah. the guy that is getting the goals for them. And they're going to be good for a win against Nurturping at home. And I'm I'm backing the front man to profit again. I've already brought him in for the inexplicably benched and unused substitute Ed Varsnosia Gordon. Uh, he is my captain and I'm expecting a double-digit haul in this one. Keith Tallinn is always going to be a great captaincy pick this season. In a similar vein to my last issue about getting Rajovic, there is no way I can get to Keith Tallinn without ripping things apart i don't think it's worth that sacrifice in the position that i'm in but he and benny traore at herken as well looking at some of the expected goals and expected goals on targets charts for this season those two are flying that's something i'm going to get onto a little bit later in the episode but those two are always Mm. always captains and shouts otherwise basada yeah he's there for me right now but there are plenty of other options Anders Christensen's another one at Malmo somehow avoided getting on the score sheet in game week three. It had a whole host of decent chances, none of which he could convert. And the fixture is absolutely there. Another reason to look at Gisa Tallinn as well. Home against Norchoping, who tend to struggle in these bigger fixtures, tend to not be able to step up where a lot of other mid-tabling sides would be able to. I can see Malmo having a really good day here. Other options, I genuinely think there's a shout to be made for Adam Stahl at Mialbi facing Brumapoikana. Yes, it's an away fixture, unfortunately. If it was at home, I would be putting a lot more emphasis behind this. Mm. But out of position on the right wing, clean sheet potential, tops defenders for shots this season. No defender in the league can top his shots on targets or his big chances created. He is doing all the things that we want to be seeing from a defender. So genuinely worth contemplation. Also, has to be talk about Elfsborg, having seen them put five past Bromba Poikana last week. Bernhardson and Johan Larsson, definitely worthy mentions as they travel to Dejafors. Dejafors, as we mentioned, a very solid side at home. But if Elfsborg are going to be carrying this momentum into that fixture, and that's something you back them to do, 
then those two are absolutely reliable to get among the points should they be getting among the goals. Overall, Basara just does have the fixture. It's that home game against Varberg. I predicted Varberg to finish rock bottom of the league this season. So far, managed to eke out three draws from three games, which if there's any repeat of in game week four, I would be stunned. Hammerby, I do back them to bounce back. I do back this to be the best fixture of the week, and I more than likely will be captaining Basara. But if you own Kisa Talene, I think there's a very, very good argument to be made for him as well. And the final key debate for game week four, what to do with Yepa Ockles, something that we're having a bit of trouble with ourselves. Lots of decent replacements out there, but perhaps not one that's needed. It really does depend on the fitness of Jakob Andrejka, having seen him have an early substitution due to injury last week. That cannot be mistaken for one of those 55-minute Elfsborg substitutions that are just done because they have too many good attacking players. This was due to injury, so absolutely one that needs keeping an eye on. Ockles, if he's going to be back in the front three for that game, is going nowhere. Dejafors, yes, can be tough to play, can be tough to visit, but Elfsborg do have the attacking quality to get goals, even if they're not going to leave with the three points. Alternatives... My mind goes straight to Lars Olden Larsen, someone you brought in last week, leads the league for assists and big chances created this season. But given that you own him, I mean, there's no luck to be had there, perhaps. Perhaps that's a reason in and of itself to stay away. You owning players does not seem to bode well for them getting yeah, returns. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> Other alternatives to look to? Well, Bernhardson makes for a straight swap although Elsborg cannot play against Bromopoikana every week. Do have some tough tests coming up in the next four as well in the form of Mjalbi and Halmstad. Also, the Deja Force fixture, not one we can be too certain about given it's on the road. Sirius as well after those three fixtures, that's a nice one. There is still legs in owning Elsborg players for the foreseeable future. So if you are fancying them to step to the, up to the plate against Deja Force, he's absolutely an option. And for those without Basara, more than anything, it has to be looked at techie in the Hammerby midfield, the budget Basara, or should we say. Just £7 million. He looks really good so far this season. He's one I'm going to be talking more about when we look at Hammerby in a little bit. But he's doing all the right things and has that obvious great fixture at home to Varberg. So talking of these great fixtures for this week, let's head in to some odds and some favourable fixtures, which will obviously include a lot of talk about this Hammerby home fixture. Leading fixtures for game week four then. As usual, I've picked my favourite three for the game week and compared them to the odds. I am backing Hammerby to have the best time of any side this week at home to Varberg. I have that one down as a 3-0 win. The only three-goal winning margin I have down in my predictions this week. After that, two-goal winning margins I have for both Malmo. I have that down as a 3-1 home win for them. And Mialbi, I bet them to keep another clean sheet and continue their fantastic start to the season. And I'm backing a 2-0 away win in that fixture. Just to compare that to the odds, Hammerby lead the way by some distance. 1.28 for the win against Varberg this week. Second place, also matching my thoughts, being Malmo at 1.53 for the win against Norchoping. One in there, as always, it seems to be the third place that differs every week between my thoughts on the odds. They've put Jurgarden in third place, also matching Malmo at 1.53. Now, obviously, considering the blunt start that Jurgarden had to the season, that's why I've stayed away there. I'm just not too confident in their goal-scoring ability at the moment. I'm not too sure how reliable they are. So, yeah, I'm on a double defence. 
I'm not too pleased about it, but there's definitely worse places to be invested this week. And I think the odds reflect that definitely. Looking into the leading players from these teams, Hammerby, how are you thinking about that fixture? What are your top advice for perhaps people who haven't got Basara? Well, right now I have no Hammerby, which I'm not particularly happy about, in all honesty. I can imagine. Yeah, um, it's a difficult one because you were talking about Ockles earlier. I have moved him on as well as Edvardson this week as part of a four-point hit, but I brought in Diego Campos at Dejafor and obviously Kisa Tallinn at Malmo. I do want Hammerby, but is it worth another four-point hit? I don't know, but this is me playing the game, and I'm usually quite quite happy to jump in with both feet and think about the consequences later. The issue that I have is I still have five defenders lining up on the pitch. And as you say, I've got two Jagordan defenders in Johansson and Anderson, and I'm not overly happy about that. But then the main, the main target that I'd like to have at Hammerby, the main player, really, would be Nilsson. But then he wasn't used last game. Yeah. So I I don't know. Maybe it's coming. Maybe Strand or Pinya are decent options, but it seems like a four-point hit to bring in a defender isn't a great idea, even if it is Hammerby. And even if they do have a favourable fixture, it seems like the potential upside of that move is going to be quite low, especially as when you say Jagord and have such a nice fixture as well. It seems yeah. a very, very risky move for no real reason. I would have to agree that in your position, it's probably not worth a hit to bring in a Hammerby defender. I mean, I've seen a bit of talk about Nilsson on Twitter this week. He didn't even feature in that game. A bit of an Evardson-like performance, I guess you'd have to say. But given the Hammerby result and the performance against AIK, I do expect him to come back into the side. So if I did own him, I would be holding on to him. Yeah. But he's not one I'd be looking to move to, given that he's just absolutely not nailed this Hammerby attack. We will get team news ahead of time as it is the early kickoff we will very true. see who starts and i am tempted uh, to bring in august mickelson for a hit and i can afford that i could absolutely get rid of lindgren and bring in mickelson and that would that would allow me to bench one of those Gordon defenders for example and then have a front three of johansson Talin, and mickelson so that is something that I could potentially do but obviously mickelson's debut wasn't particularly great <laughs> wasn't really <laughs> Um, it wasn't received well by the club. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not one to rely upon. The last couple of games, if... yeah, against Herken and ARK. But but again, they were two away fixtures, tricky fixtures. Yeah. So this is going to be a very different story, perhaps. I would have to say my top Hammerby target, Basara put aside for this week, has to be Simon Strand. I've really liked his performances in a Hammerby shirt so far. We saw what he's capable of at Elfsborg in seasons prior as well. He loves a long shot and he's continued that tendency so far this season. Final third passes show that he's getting involved. He's joint fifth among Alsvenskan defenders this season, only just topped by Pinyas, his teammate, who I will talk a little about in a bit. He tops Pinyas for shots, five to three, shots on target, two to zero, and key passes, three to two. He's already registered an assist this season and he just does look in really good shape and relative to the likes of Nilsson, he has that place in the side locked down. Even if it is a little bit deeper, he does get forward. He is going to rack up defensive actions as a result and defensive bonus points, which Nilsson is not someone you can rely on for that. And Strand is, when I'm starting to look at more Hammerby players ahead of the double game week, he's going to be one of the first names on my mind. 
Techie as well, the man I mentioned before, the budget Basara. Five shots this season puts him just one behind the more premium teammate in Basara. But he's doing all the right things. Leads Basara for key passes this season, seven to three. So absolutely out in front there. He's looked fantastic from watching him play as well. So absolutely one to be targeting if you've got a spot free for him in your midfield. Pinyas as well, the other fullback. 54 final third passes this season puts him joint third among Alsvenskan defenders. Joint first at Hammerby for expected assists this season as well. He's got an assist already. He's going to be getting involved more and more. So both the fullbacks, I would say, are top targets for this week. And Techie in that midfield as well, especially if you're looking to cover Basada going into the game week without him. Malamu, we talked a bit about last week. I mean, my thoughts are in exactly the same place. Kisa Talin confirming that he is the number one pick there with his game week three goal. One that we didn't talk about so much last week, and I do back for a comfortable win this week, is Mialabi. Adam Stoll, as mentioned before, out of position. On the right wing, now facing one of the worst sides in the league in Bromapuikana. Top for shots this season, top for shots and target, top for big chances created all among defenders. He just really does look a bargain at 5 million. And there's no surprise that around 25% of players have him in their team. Noah Persson, I mean, you could call me biased here that I'm picking my other defender as the one that I'm backing as the second best Mjallby asset right now. But only two players in the entire league across all positions have more than his 10 key passes in 2023. No defender has more than his two big chances created joint with Adam Stoll. Yet to return on the attacking front, but 1.1 expected assist this season. Number one at the club, second overall in the entire league. Really does bode well for his future, as long as he's going to be staying on the pitch to put this into practice. But no better attacking fixture than Bromapoikana. And that of course, takes me to the main man, Alex Johansson. An easy pick. If you're backing Yalvi, yeah, I'm going to be holding him this week. Just there's got to be goals had from him in this game. I mean, he's scoring for fun in a Yalvi shirt. And finally, just to run through a few quick picks at Herken, Traore, absolutely number one. Joint fourth in the Alsvenskan for shots with 10 so far this season. Only Bernhardson has more shots on target. He's outright in second place with Traore. And plenty more to come. I mean, 3.4 expected goals this season, 3.3 expected goals on target. They're both top among all our Svenskan players. Kisa Talin is the only man anywhere near him. He's on 3.0 expected goals and 2.6 expected goals on target for the season. No other player in the league has more than 1.5 expected goals. So Kisa Talin, double that, and Traore, double that, and then some. So absolutely emphasises that both of them are worth their price tags and worth a striker spot in your side. Alden Larson still right up there for me as a man I'm very much contemplating this week. Three assists, three big chances this season. I mean, he's topping the ranks for both of them. His four shots on target and seven key passes also both rank second at the club. So a wide breadth of capabilities and a wide breadth of potential returns there. Finally, Lund is the man at Herken that I'd look for in the defence. Joint fifth for final third passes among Alsvenskan defenders. Six key passes in third. He's doing all the right things. He's got that place nailed down and he just does provide the safest route to both a clean sheet and bonus points in that Herkin defence. So game week four selection, it sounds like you're pretty well comfortable and set up having made your transfers and decided on your captaincy. Yeah, Rossback stays in goal for me. Then it's Johansson, Stoll, Anderson, Pettersson and Bussinello in defence. Campos, currently my vice-captain as well. 
Lars Alden Larsen and Vecchia make up my midfield three. And then Johansson and Deline, who is my captain up top. There may be another move for another hit. I don't know. But at the moment, if I had a heart attack and that was my team, <laughs> I'd be fine with it. So... Yeah, you're, you're lined up strong. I mean, very similar teams. Double you got on defence, double Mialbi defence for me as well. Basara currently got the armband, Anders Christensen with the vice. Ockles is in there for me at the moment, but he's probably one I'm going to have to move on. If not moving him on, I will be rolling the transfer this week. I'm very comfortable with this side right now. And my bench are getting minutes and happy to cover where need be. So, game week four. We've got our heads screwed on. We're pretty happy with where we're at. Hopefully, we've helped you make some crucial decisions as well. As always, Instagram, caribou underscore and underscore crefter. Get on the Twitter, get on the website and all of that good stuff. There's plenty more out there throughout the week. And good luck for game week four. Good luck, everyone.